1: to the Wrestling DeLorean
2: Podcast, here is your host, Mike Dendero. Are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, episode 308. Today we have a Superstack show for you because we're talking all about the historic AEW All-In Wembley Stadium. This show broke the all-time attendance record. And we're talking all about it today on the show. But before we do make sure you follow on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod, Follow on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod, And follow on Twitter at W underscore Pod. Let's cut the chit-chat and get into the Superstack show right now. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for allowing me into your morning routine like you do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Like I said, we have a super Superstack show for you today, and we're talking all about the historic AEW All-In London. Historic, you say? Why is that? Because they broke the all-time attendance record, and we're going to be talking about all that and more today. But first, got to give a big shout-out to my sponsors at Manscaped.com. Check out Manscaped.com, and when you do, put in the promo code DELOREAN, capital D-E-L-O-R-E-A-N, for 20% off site-wide No matter what it is, get the weed whacker, the lawnmower, the ball deodorant, the chapstick, the body wash. It doesn't matter what it is. Make sure when you get it, you get 20% off by putting in the promo code DeLorean. That is capital D-E-L-O-R-E-A-N. And that's not our only sponsor. Also check out our new sponsor, W Energy. Put in the promo code DeLorean1 for 10% off site-wide on W Energy. The best energy drink in the market. And that's coming from me. Make sure you let the homies at WNG know that your boy Mike De Niro sent you. Ladies and gentlemen, now that we got that out the way, now that we got the bills paid, let's talk about AEW All In. I'm not going to be talking about the bullshit and the controversy. First of all, CM Punk and Jack Perry, no matter who started what, no matter what happened, I don't want to talk about that. That is bullshit. That is a black eye on what was a historic, historic show. If you want to hear me talk about the controversy between Jack Perry and CM Punk and the suspensions and the fight and the yada, 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 make sure you check out today's episode of the news that I recorded earlier today. You will hear me talk about that in full form. But this is more about AEW celebrating AEW and giving them their roses for what was the most historic show and the biggest show in AEW history with the biggest attendance in wrestling history. This show top to bottom was amazing. And I've seen some big wrestling shows. I've seen big wrestling crowds. I've seen WrestleMania three at the Pontiac Silverdome. I seen WrestleMania 32 at AT AT&T stadium. I seen SummerSlam 1992 at Wembley stadium. And even with SummerSlam at Wembley, when I saw that crowd this past Sunday for AEW, I was at awe. It was a sea of humanity. There was a large, large, large body of people in that venue. And it was a beautiful, beautiful scene. And the fact is... I've never seen anything like that for a company not called World Dressing Entertainment. So for AEW to be the company that packed out Wembley Stadium with 81,035 paid fans, that is a big coup to AEW, especially with AEW only being four years old. You know, a lot of people talk about, oh, well, WWE could do stadiums. WWE does stadiums all the time. WWE could sell out stadiums left or right. Yeah, they could, but WWE also been around for 70-plus years. AEW in year four is doing numbers that are unheard of. Numbers that break world records. You know... Two episodes ago here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, I did a show talking about the largest crowds in wrestling. Yes, WWE fabricated a lot of numbers. WWE saying they had 93,000 in the Pontiac Silverdome, 101,000 in AT&T Field. Those were not real numbers. The real numbers were 79 at Pontiac. It was 80 at AT AT&T Stadium. What AEW did was an actual live gates of 81,000. So, definitely got to give your respect to AEW. Whether you love them or hate them. Because there is a lot of people who are just not believers of all elite wrestling. But I still feel even the non-believers need to give AEW their credit. This was a company that started out from a dream Of Cody Rhodes, The Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega And a show that started out from Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, and The Young Bucks With the original All In To think that All In 2018, before AEW was even a thing Was the largest independent show in America And then All In 2023 Is the largest pro wrestling show ever It is definitely, definitely a storybook ending. Well, not ending, because we're just getting started. But a storybook, I guess, story? (laughs) That will go down in history as something to be remembered. And I think that the show lived up to the hype. It wasn't just that there was a huge crowd. Because if the show sucked, the show would have been a flop. It would have been embarrassing if AEW flopped in front of 81,000. It would have been embarrassing if AEW flopped in front of the largest crowd in wrestling history. But that is not what happened. AEW actually did put on a hell of a show. Top to bottom, I cannot recall seeing one bad matchup on the show. Whether it was the Zero Hour pre-show, which featured two action-packed matches... One for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions between Ozzy Open and Better Than You Bay Bay, MJF, and Adam Cole, the two participants that will be facing off in the main event later that night. And then the FTW Championship matchup between Jack Perry and Hook. Both those matches delivered and got the people at a fever pitch for what was going to be a historic show that started just an hour later. So let's let's talk about those pre-show matches because it was a huge pop when MJF and Adam Cole came out as a team. Right now, AEW has something that's so organic going on with Adam Cole and MJF that we'll talk about this more in the main event. But I am so glad that they did what they did and did not ruin the storyline by having a swerve or someone stabbing each other in the back. I love that they're keeping it going because if the fans are behind better than you, baby, then why deprive the fans of having something of their own? I think that Adam Cole and MJF winning the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions was a shock. You know, I said it on my prediction show. I thought that the Kingdom and Roderick Strong would have played a factor in this matchup, leading to a main event where both the competitors are... I guess, salty about what happened in the first matchup. But that's not the case here. Not only did MJF and Adam Cole beat Aussie Open, but we finally got to see the kangaroo kick that MJF has been teasing for weeks. Nonetheless, we have new Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, MJF and Adam Cole. We also have a new FTW Champion when Hook got his revenge on Jungle Boy. This was a matchup that had a lot of controversy due to Jungle Boy, I guess, being immature and calling out CM Punk during the matchup. But it was a really good matchup nonetheless. You know, we've seen some crazy spots. We got a lot of action on top of a limo. Jungle Boy hitting a, a brain buster on the hood of a limo and then hitting a rolling thunder onto the limo. Hook hitting a suplex onto the windshield. In the end, though, the FTW title comes back to the Red Hook section of Brooklyn, New York. Because Hook is once again your FTW champion, which only feels right. The story of Taz creating the FTW title back in 1998 and then Hook winning the FTW title in front of 80,000 people, it only made sense to me. But ladies and gentlemen, when we come back from this commercial break, we're going to be talking all about the main card, which had a stack, stack card with every match delivering, leaving that 81,000 plus fans in absolute bliss and excitement. So ladies and gentlemen, when we come back from this commercial break, we'll be talking about the main card of all in 2023. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk about the main card of all in 2023. The card was stacked from top to bottom, and some of the bigger matches which we thought that we were going to see later on in the night actually was the first three matches of the show. So let's talk about that right now. The show started out hot and heavy. The real world championship matchup, Samoa Joe versus CM Punk. And I feel like this match... Starting the show was really good because it really got the people to a fever pitch. The crowd was 100% behind this matchup. The crowd was there to boo CM Punk. We did have some CM Punk fans, but the crowd mostly was booing CM Punk. They were cheering the Samoan submission machine, Samoa Joe. And this crowd was just all over this matchup. Samoa Joe and CM Punk definitely delivered. The action was hot and heavy. Samoa Joe basically beat the shit out of CM Punk for a lot of this matchup, including you know, hitting the Olay kick on the outside, including ramming CM Punk's head into the announce table and busting CM Punk open, including Samoa Joe hitting some of the greatest hits that he does. You know, uh, CM Punk at one point channeled his inner John Cena and then his inner Hulk Hogan, in which Samoa Joe kicked out of a leg drop and then he hawked up, hit the you on to CM Punk. At the end, though, CM Punk got the victory with an homage to their Ring of Honor feud when he got the win when he hit the Pepsi Plunge from the top rope. The top rope avalanche pedigree that he used to hit as his finishing move in Ring of Honor is the move that he beats Mojo with here. Big, big win for CM Punk. Unfortunately, like I said, due to the controversy, it may not lead to anything much in the coming future or in the uh, media future. But still a big win for CM Punk in this matchup. Next matchup, we have the Golden Elite versus Bullet Club Gold. It was the team of Kota Ibushi, Kenny Omega, and Hangman Adam Page versus Juice Robinson, Jay White, and Kanosuke Takeshita. This was another very fun matchup. A lot of action in this matchup. A lot of talent in this matchup. Think about the names in this match. Kota Ibushi. Jay White, two guys who main evented the Tokyo Dome a couple of years ago. Kenny Omega, another man regarded as one of the best in the world. Another man whose main event Tokyo Dome after Tokyo Dome. We have Hangman Adam Page, former Ring of Honor television champion, former AEW world champion, former AEW tag team champion. We have former IWGP champion Jay White. We have former IWGP US Champion Juice Robinson. We have Konosuke Takeshita, who is one of the hottest wrestlers in the world right now. This matchup was stacked with talent. Really, really fun matchup. A lot of action, lots of high spots, a lot of cool spots. But in the end, Takeshita wins with a roll-up victory onto Kenny Omega. It is announced now that it will be one-on-one at all-out. Konosuke Takeshita versus Kenny Omega That should be a very, very fun matchup. Next on the show, we have another match, which I thought was going to be later on in the card. It is for the AEW Tag Team Champions, FTR versus the Young Bucks in a rubber matchup. This was a hell of a match. This, in my opinion, was better than the last two matches that these two teams had. This was the best match of the trilogy. And in the end... FTR gets the victory. FTR, everyone speculated that FTR was going to drop the belts. Cash Wheeler with the controversy of, you know, his legal issues. They're definitely going to drop the belts, right? No. FTR got the victory here against the Young Bucks. And in my opinion, it was the right thing to do. FTR is one of the hottest teams in wrestling right now. I don't think that the Young Bucks are as hot as FTR at this moment. That's not me saying that FTR is better than the Young Bucks. I do think that the Young Bucks is one of the best tag teams in the world. But right now, FTR is the best tag team in the world. And AEW had to play the hot hand, which is FTR. FTR. I like that FTR extended the hands for a handshake and to show respect to the Young Bucks after the matchup, but the Young Bucks refused to shake the hands of FTR, which means that we have not seen the last of FTR versus the Young Bucks, I hope. Um, What this leads to, I hope, is a rematch of this matchup, but give me something different than just a standard matchup. There was a matchup in Ring of Honor that happened only a handful of times. And it was called the Ringmasters Challenge. A matchup where it was two out of three falls, where the first two falls were standard matches. But if it went to a third fall, that third fall was a 15-minute Ironman matchup. I think that match on pay-per-view between these two teams would be an absolute classic. Nonetheless, FTR is still your AEW Tag Team Champions. After this, we had another matchup, which I thought we were not going to see until later on the card. It was Stadium Stampede. Now, this goes hand-in-hand with AEW's video game Fight Forever releasing Stadium Stampede last week in promotion of AEW All-In. I actually will be doing a full review of AEW Fight Forever and the Fight Forever Stadium Stampede mode in the coming weeks here on the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. I know a lot of people have been asking for different types of content. I do play video games, and I am actually a current gamer for wrestling and PS5 games. So maybe I will bring more what's called wrestling game content to the wrestling Delorean podcast. You know, we did have some wrestling game content when we were toying around with Twitch. Maybe I'll bring that back. I did have a lot of fans on Twitch and a lot of people are asking me when you're bringing back to Twitch. Maybe I'll bring that back to Twitch very soon. So look out for that in the coming weeks. But nonetheless, we have stadium stampede here on this show. It was the team of, Santana and Ortiz teaming up with the Blackpool Combat Club, John Moxley, Wheeler Yuta, and Claudio Castagnoli versus the team of Orange Cassidy, Trent Retta, Chuck Taylor, Eddie Kingston, and Pentagon El Sello Miedo. This was a crazy, crazy matchup. Violence was brought to the UK like which has never been seen before. I guaranteed it. We seen skewers. We seen. Fistful of glass, we've seen barbed wires, we've seen forks, we've seen buckets of blood being poured all around Wembley Stadium. In the end, after a battle of attrition between two heavily stacked teams, Orange Cassidy gets the pinfall victory onto Claudio Castagnoli when he hits the orange punch with a fistful of glass. Taipei deathmatch style, if you understand what I'm saying to all my ECW heads back in the day. Shout out to Axel and Ian Rotten. Taipei deathmatch style, he pins Claudio. It is then announced that we will be getting for the international champion, Orange Cassidy versus Penta this upcoming Wednesday on AEW Dynamite. And the winner of that matchup will defend the AEW international champion against Jon Moxley at All Out this upcoming Sunday. I think that it's definitely going to come down to... John Moxley versus Orange Cassidy, because that is the feud that's been going on, right? Um, insane, insane matchup. I enjoyed it. It definitely brought something different to the show. Absolute batshit crazy violence. Next up on the show, we have a four-way for the women's champion. It is the hometown hero, Soraya, coming out with her family, her, her family that you could see on Fighting With My Family, her, her biopic. Um, she was going against Tony Storm, her stablemate in The Outcast, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Hikaru Shida for the AEW Women's Championship. Um, really good matchup, a lot of action. And something that I really liked was Tony Storm accidentally hitting Soraya's mother, which caused Soraya to snap and not only break The Outcast up, but take out Tony Storm. It is official. The, the, the Outcast is done. Tony Storm not only attacked Ruby Riot, she. Oh, God damn, where am I living in 2018? Ruby Riot. Ruby Soho. She also attacked, uh, what's called, she was threatening to break the neck of Soraya. Soraya, in the end, gets the victory. It was a feel good moment. In her home country of England, she wins the AEW Women's Championship. Just like I predicted, you know, this was the biggest thing you could do. AEW to have Soraya. Win the title after coming back from her career-ending injury in her home country. Coming out to We Will Rock You, which was freaking awesome. Awesome, awesome matchup. Even better moment. Also, speaking of the women, I would be remiss if I did not mention that in the crowd was Mercedes Monet. I hope this leads to Mercedes Monet in AEW because I'm a huge fan of Mercedes Monet and I think that would bring a lot of fresh matches if Mercedes was in AEW. I don't think she has to sign on full time. She could still do stardom and New Japan Pro Wrestling, but definitely let's see Mercedes in AEW because Mercedes versus Soraya will be great. Mercedes versus... Willow Nightingale in the rematch would be great. Soraya versus, not Soraya, uh, Mercedes versus Britt Baker would be great. There's a lot of fresh matches for Mercedes. Hell, give me Mercedes versus Jade Cargill. That would be fucking awesome. Anyway, really, really good moment here for Soraya to win your AEW Women's Championship. Next match on the card, we have the dream match between Chris Jericho and Will Ospreay. Chris Jericho performing um, Judas live in Wembley. First of all, Jericho gave a, you know, paying homage to Queen with the A-O in Wembley, which was a callback to Queen's historic performance in Wembley Stadium at Live Aid, if you didn't know. But who doesn't know that? I mean, shit, I'm, who doesn't? Anyway, really, really, really fun match Jericho proves that he could still go with the likes of a Will Ospreay today. He was pulling out her coronas. He looked like he was 20 years younger than what he was in that ring. Definitely a great matchup. But in his hometown, we have Will Ospreay pick up probably the biggest victory of his life when he beat Chris Jericho in front of 81,000 people. This was a huge win for Ospreay, and I hope that it leads to more Will Ospreay in AEW. I do know that Will Ospreay was announced for... Uh, Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory this upcoming October but definitely hope that Will Ospreay will sign on full time with AEW because I think that it would be beneficial to him to be wrestling full time in AEW definitely could see Will Ospreay as a future world champion in AEW next up on the show we have the coffin match between Christian Cage and Swerve Strickland versus Sting and Darby Allin first of all Tony Khan was pulling out the big bucks when it comes to licensed music on this show. He had We Will Rock You for Soraya, and he called Metallica and got Seek and Destroy for Sting. For those who are unaware, I don't think I have to tell you the significance of Seek and Destroy for Sting. That was the song that Sting would come out to in WCW after he was the Crow, when he was going more into the Showtime era of Sting. He came out to a WCW dubbed version of Seek and Destroy. For Sting to come out to Seek and Destroy here was an awesome, awesome moment. This matchup was freaking crazy. We've seen a lot of insane spots, including Sting jumping off the apron to hit a leg drop onto Swerve Strickland through the table. We've seen Sting and Darby put on a jacket filled with thumbtacks and hit Stinger splashes and coffin splashes onto their opponents. In the end... Sting and Darby Allin pick up the victory. Really, really cool to see the Stinger on top here at Wembley Stadium. Co-main event, we have for the AEW Trios titles, it was the acclaimed and the badass Billy Gunn, not daddy-ass, but the badass Billy Gunn versus the House of Black. Shock- well, first of all, before I talk about the match, much respect to the House of Black coming out with the Lantern paying homage to the late, great Bray Wyatt. The House of Black and the Acclaimed had a fun matchup. The Acclaimed definitely got over with the crowd. I do feel like the crowd was more behind the House of Black, but in the end, the House of Black lost their trio's titles to the Acclaimed and badass Billy Gunn. Um, I'm not mad at this. I am a big Acclaimed fan. I just you know, would have liked to see House of Black continue their reign, I liked what they were doing, especially lately on Collision. I liked what they were doing with Andrade. I liked what they did with CM Punk and FTR. I was hoping for uh, Los Facción de Incarnables, which would be the next logical run for Andrade and Rouge and Jornalistico to go against the House of Black. But I mean, who knows? That could still happen, but it won't be for the trio's titles because your new trio's titles are. Your new trio's champions is the acclaimed and. Badass Billy Gunn. And then after the matchup, not only did the House of Black show respect to the acclaimed by handing over those trios tag titles to the acclaimed and badass Billy Gunn, but in front of 81,035 fans, we had the largest scissor party in the world when Anthony Bowens, Max Caster, and Daddy Ass scissored in the middle of the ring. Ladies and gentlemen, We're going to talk about the main events, the AEW World Heavyweight Champion, the reason that people are here. The biggest main event that AEW could do in front of the largest crowd in wrestling history. MJF versus Adam Cole, baby. And we're going to be talking all about that when we come back from this commercial break. So stay tuned, y'all.
1: Expressing your love can look many different ways. And with the right jewelry gift from Blue Nile, it can truly sparkle. Blue Nile's collection of classic diamond jewelry makes for the kind of gift that speaks volumes without saying a single word. Or switch things up with a sapphire piece sure to spark conversation. Either way, Blue Nile's diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Express yourself with Blue Nile, the original online jeweler, at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Wait, are you gaming? On a Chromebook? Yeah,
2: Ladies and gentlemen, we're about to talk about the main event of all out London. This is the one that people came to see. This is for all the marbles. This is for the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Going into this match there was a lot of questions. Who is going to screw who? Who is going to stab who in the back? Let's find out right now. The scene was set. Main event time. Adam Cole versus MJF in their second matchup of the night. Here in front of a crowd that No matter if they were there for 8 hours, 9 hours, 10 hours, this crowd was hot. This crowd was heavy. This crowd was all over this main event. Adam Cole and MJF got a lot of fanfare and cheers upon cheers from that 81,000. And it was booked magnificently. Magnificently. There's the word. See, here's the thing. I'm not the smartest, but I will get it eventually. Anyway, it was booked magnificently. I love the story that they told here. The fact that MJF was hesitant to do certain moves onto Adam Cole in fear of actually hurting him, but Adam Cole did not have that same hesitate when he did the same moves on MJF. MJF was scared to hit a pile driver onto Adam Cole, but Adam Cole was hitting brain busters onto the steel steps and tombstones onto the announce table on MJF. Adam Cole was more of the aggressor in this matchup than MJF was. MJF actually was true to his word when everyone thought that he was going to be a heel and everyone thought that he was going to turn his back on Adam Cole like he did to so many people before him. Like when he turned his back on Cody. Like when he turned his back on Wardlow. Like when he turned his back on Punk. Like when he turned his back on the inner circle. This did not happen. MJF stayed true to his word. He wrestled a clean matchup where Adam Cole took more of the shortcuts in the match. We had a few ref bumps, which led to Roderick Strong coming out and trying to get Adam Cole to cheat to win, giving Adam Cole the AEW title to hit MJF with, and Adam Cole looked like he was going to do it, but then last minute he refused. This led to Adam Cole getting beat by MJF and MJF defeating Adam Cole and retaining his AEW world champion. As Adam Cole sat in the corner and cried, MJF celebrated, but then humbly, in a very uncharacteristic way of MJF, in a sportsman-like way, he went over to Adam Cole to console him and say, Hey, bud. It could have been anyone's match. It could have went any way. Anyone's way. It's it's not personal. I love you, man. Look what we did. We reinvented the largest wrestling show of all time. And Adam Cole looked like he didn't want to hear it. So MJF said, you know what? Is this what it's all about? Fuck it. Have the wrestling have the world title. He threw the title at Adam Cole, stood up, gave him his back, and said, if this is what it's all about, if the friendship was not real, if it was all about the world championship. Then take your shot and hit me in the back of the head with the title. He opened himself up for the opportunity for Adam Cole to stab MJF in the back. Roderick Strong was right there telling Adam Cole, do it. Do it. I'm your real friend. Do it. But Adam Cole refused. The two hugged to a huge pop. And better than you, baby, lives on as not only the hottest act in AEW Not only as one half of the World Heavyweight Championship, but as your Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. And I cannot wait to see where this goes. This was booked brilliantly. I love the way that this was booked. And in the end, the hottest act in wrestling was not cut short due to a swerve, bro. But it was, in fact, embraced. This had the show end on a high note. And with that being said, this was a phenomenal, phenomenal show. Notice I did not talk about any bad matches on the show. You know why I didn't talk about any bad matches? Because there was no bad matches. I thoroughly enjoyed this show. I'm giving it a strong. I didn't even think about a grade before I decided to say I'm going to give it a grade. But you know what? I'm going to give it a strong 4.5 out of 5. And the reason why I take off .5 is because of the dumb jackasses backstage who cannot get their shit together and wanted to fight during the fucking show. But besides that, the overall show, the in-ring product, the product that we saw on TV was absolutely stellar. I loved every moment of it. And if you haven't checked it out, it is worth going out of your way and checking it out on demand all in 2023. Was not only the most attended wrestling show in wrestling history, it was not only the best AEW show of all time, but it's going to go down in history as one of the best wrestling shows of all time. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you tune in this Friday for episode 309 of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Make sure you tune in every day for the news here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. If you don't already, make sure you follow on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod, follow on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod, follow on X x gonna give it to you follow on x at w underscore delorean pod and make sure you continue to support make sure you continue to ride we're all the wrestling delorean passengers here on the wrestling delorean podcast catch you guys on friday i love you all peace out
1: To the, the wolves come, bitches let it drink in the club. To the wolves come, surrounded by the sheep in the street. To the wolves come, everyone strip on the floor. We the
2: wolves, done. Who can fuck with De Niro? I got a Snyder extender clip, so who wanna play hero? I go bash it like Ozzy. I was born in the darkness. Oh, you the wolf till we pull up and you're harmless. So pray to the Don, daughter, the top shot up the top spot, final boss. You cross, that's when your ride stops. Baki yacht with that white chalk, triggers, finger streaks, might leave your brains on the sidewalk. Niggas a tough in the hood Till the wolves call. Bitches let a drink in the club.
1: Till the wolves come. Surrounded by the sheep in the street Till the walls come. Everyone strip on the floor. We the we wolves heard them got them niggas, they be moving in the pack. Think the shit is sweet, they be plotting in the back. Summertime, better be careful where you at. No matter Addy nigga, we gon' get you where you lack. Dippin', creepin' through the night is precise. Catch a nigga slippin' for his ice worth your life. And yes. well, did nigga pay your price? Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight. South Bronx, midnight. Niggas moving packs cause they hunting. I'm moving packs of that onion, but probably packing up something. Catch aight. him slipping with them codes and he ain't telling us nothing. No. Catch a nigga fooling twice and then I'm pressing that button. Send his ass away, permanent vacate and start bluffing. Must have moved to Honolulu, changed his name to McLovin'. Said you know what you know, that's for the pack to remember. And if a nigga leaking ah. these, we gotta... Ah. Niggas say the dead don't talk, but that money do. If I put a hole in his melon, I bet his honey do. Shorty keep crying and screaming like that's helping you. Bullets gave his brain a period for that decimal. I guess I get tough in the hood. To the wolf's come. Bitches let a drink in the club. To the wolf's come. Surrounded by the sheep in the street. To the wolf's come. Everyone strip on the floor. We the wolf's come. Heard them, got them niggas. They be moving in the pack. Think the shit is sweet? They be plotting in the back. Summertime, better be careful where you're at. No matter Addy, nigga, we gon' get you where you lack. Dippin', creepin' through the night, is precise. Catch a nigga slippin' for his ice, worth your life. It yes, well, then, nigga, pay your price. Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight. Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. Woo! This fall, the Disney Bundle has all the action. Holy smoke! Watch live NFL and college football games on ESPN Plus. On Disney Plus, there's Loki Season 2. Whoa, and Ahsoka. Buckle up. And on Hulu, you can watch The Boogeyman and welcome to Rexa. Oh my god, the expectation. All of these and more streaming this fall with a Disney bundle. Blackouts and restrictions apply. 18 Plus only. Access content from each service separately. Offer valid for eligible subscribers only. Terms apply.